Hello. I have an invitation to tea with the Queen. Yes, Emma's been expecting you. Please come in. I think that we just massively underestimate, especially as women, our own capability and awesomeness. And it, it's changed. It's changed my life completely. Yeah. Sometimes I think you go through this journey as a business owner and think you're a bit crazy. You're like, who am I to have this dream? Well, I just think women are hard on themselves. I wish I had been more confident in what I was capable of. But I feel like you do what feels right for you, then that's going to be always on brand. Women, our natural inclination is to be pleasers and to put other people before self. I've never had a tea with the Queen before and this is such a pleasure. (laughs) Hello, I'm Emma McQueen and welcome to Tea with the Queen and welcome to this last episode for the year. Next fortnight, we start our summer series, a curated collection from 2022. We return with our regular schedule and brand new conversations on February 13. Today, I'm so excited to introduce you to Kaylee Chu. Kaylee made it her mission to have lunch with 100 perfect strangers in one year. It wasn't easy. She got a lot of rejections, but that was kind of the point. She did it to put herself out there, build her confidence, and in the process, develop really strong and meaningful connections with all sorts of people, including, as you'll hear shortly, an Aussie celebrity. She wrote a book about it. It's called 100 Lunches with Strangers, a simple way to step out of your comfort zone and transform your life. And it most definitely transformed her own life. Today, she's a sought-after confidence coach, a motivational speaker, and an event organiser, all from writing down her goals for the year. Get ready to be inspired. Hi, Kaylee. Welcome to Tea with the Queen. Hi, Emma. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, me too. I'm very excited for our listeners. Tell us a bit about yourself. (laughs) Straight to the question. I'm an immigrant from Hong Kong. I finished high school in Hong Kong and I came here when I was 17 years old to study uni. Super shy, living in my little bubble for 13 years. One day I said, that's it. I had enough. I want to know how living in Australia really like and get out of my bubble. And I had lunch with a hundred strangers. You said you're a shy person. Would you consider yourself an introvert? I am actually an extrovert since I was little, but I behave like an introvert because I'm super lacking confident. I do love people. I love hanging out with people. If you go to the party, there are people partying, there are people sitting in the corner reading a book or something, they're happy. I'm reading a book, but I am sad because I want to be in the party, but because of my lacking confidence, I struggle, I couldn't. Um, But either way, it doesn't matter if you're introvert or extrovert. I feel like networking, social skills are critical for especially especially business success, um, doesn't matter extrovert or introvert, we just need to learn the skills and we can all do it. That is exactly true. I think the thing with being an introvert or an extrovert for me is about where you get your energy from. And so if you're an introvert and you're going out to a party, you might need to just come back into your shell and just recharge your own batteries on your own. What we see is extroverts go out and they get all the energy from the party and they're like, woohoo, let's do this. Tell me about your 100 lunches. 100 lunches was just a personal challenge when I first started. It's just a way for me to connect with people and get out of my comfort zone because as a mum, I've got two young kids as well. So weekends are just, you know, for family and 
evenings are just totally out of control, chaotic, as most young mom knows. Um, so it's just lunchtime that I could use to grow and connect with people. So that's what I've done. So what happened since is that, you know, since I do all those things, it become a movement now. That's It's not about how many lunches I had because that's no longer relevant. It's about how many other people taking the challenge and have lunch with strangers. And now there are a lot of people jumping in and go, hey, I want to give it a shot. And they have very similar outcome. And that made me really, really happy. Oh, that's awesome. So why 100? What, what was the point of picking the number? Uh, it was like a new year resolution thing, you know, in January, we all super excited. We just want to do something. <laughs> and I thought, you know, a hundred is like two a week. This is totally doable. And if we, the number is too low, like if it's 10, then it might not have like an impact or the outcome that I want to get. But if it's too many, like a thousand, then it's too hard. So a hundred to a week for a year, that sounds like a perfect new year resolution for me at that time. <laughs> And what year did you do this in? Because, of course, we've had lockdowns and different bits and pieces. So was it face-to-face? Face-to-face. They were all face-to-face, one-on-one lunch with, you know, a meal in front of us. So we actually eat the lunch together um, in a restaurant. It was 2018, so I started my first lunch mid-January. And then the last, not last, the 100th lunch was 1st of December 2018. (laughs) Wow, that's so cool. Must be very disciplined. Must be very disciplined. How did you decide who to ask? When I first started, 90% plus <laughs> people rejected me or ignored me, say, yeah, maybe next time. So when I first started, I really wasn't that fast. Plus, my main goal was just to connect with people, learning from people, hearing people's story. So anyone that's different to me, whether it's like a cultural background different, age different, industry different, I just want to learn from them. So I'm, I'm up for it. But as I <laughs> do more of these lunches so I start to feel a little bit more picky and try to find interesting people that you know doesn't matter who they are so they've done something interesting or I've got curious about something like for example yesterday I went to you know I spoke at an event called um, Future Founder Festival so I was a keynote speaker there the very first time I saw someone doing sign language instantly like an interpreter translates my speech into a sign language I'm like that's, that's fascinating cool. because yeah. I've never seen that before so I asked the girl out for lunch because it's just so interesting, like something that's different that I want to learn from. So what was the letter that you used to ask a stranger for lunch? Can you share kind of what you wrote and how you approached it? Absolutely. I've got, you know, all the templates and stuff that people can download for free. But You've it's got fair. templates? <laughs> because, <laughs> because this is something I'm really passionate about and everything's free as well. Like you can just go online and everything, you know, questions, Q&As, I don't know, tips and strategies and even the whole platform that we've got hundreds of people on there ready to have lunch. Everything is free because this is really Wowzers. my passion. Connect people together for lunch so that we can all have a better life from there. Um, what's the question? Oh, yeah. How do I invite people for lunch? The template. Super straightforward. Hi, Emma. I love what you're doing with your podcast and how you support women. And there's something that's so beautiful and I love it so much. And I want to hear your story. And I'm doing a hundred lunches challenge at the moment. It's my new year resolution to have lunch with a hundred strangers. And this is a little bit of information about me. Usually something about, you know, I'm a mom. I'm happily married. And this is what I do. A little bit of work related so that they know it's a professional thing. I'm not asking for dates or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, good one. Yeah. <laughs> and I go, hi. Um, and then I, I used to work in South Bank, but um, it doesn't matter. So I go, you know, this is where I usually have lunch with and would you like to be part of my challenge and people are usually pretty open to it I go sure happy to do it oh I love this I love this so much because I I use something similar to find my husband but anyway that's a different story for a podcast (laughs) I want to hear that story like what is it 
I I want to find a husband who's are you? Well, it's a numbers it's a numbers game, right? So you've done the numbers game on a hundred lunches. I like did the numbers game on finding a husband. <laughs> so so people were open to having lunch with you. It's a bit of an odd request, isn't it? It's like who is this chick? And did you go through LinkedIn? Did you go Facebook? Where did you, what platforms did you use? When I first started the first hundred lunches, I'd say at least 95 of them were from LinkedIn because I thought that's a professional platform. You can stalk them a little bit before you invite them. But even so, a lot of people told me that they were really scared when they first got the invitation because they're like, is she going to sell me something? Is that another like network marketing or timeshare, whatever. So it took me a while to build up my profile and go, hey, I'm really just there to share and have lunch and, you know, make a connection. So as I share more of my story, sharing photos of what happened, then the rejection rates goes down and people start to do more yeses. Yeah, I love that. For some of my clients, I do something called 100 rejection. So basically the challenge is to phone 100 people. It's for business owners or people trying to get more sales or whatever, but it is to ring 100 people and get 100 meetings in order to put your service in front of them, basically. So it's about having clean conversations about, hey, this is what I've got. I'd like to chat with you about it. Not, hey, let's have a coffee and then I pull something out to sell you because that's icky, right? The first person that I did it with, they got up to 86 rejections. And we've got a current challenge going on at the moment to get up to 100 rejections. The thing is, once you get up to that number, it doesn't matter anymore, right? There's always more people to call, like you probably have said. And if you get lots of rejections, you're just closer to a yes, basically. You know what I've done? I start because of what happened, you know, and then I start to build my profile. People start to come to me and ask me, can you coach me on getting more confident? And I start to host like confidence challenge and helping especially immigrants or people, you know, with English second language to help them to get out of the comfort zone. And the challenge I gave them was go to a cafe, your local cafe and ask for a free coffee. The goal was very similar. The objective is get rejected. And I say, if you get five rejections, you're done. And then it's just learn to deal with rejections and just smile and thank them and, you know, don't take it personally. You know, the interesting thing, (laughs) my goal is give them five, you need to get five rejections. But I'd say 95% of my students actually got a free coffee within the first three attempts. That's good stats. That's great stats. Most of them. In fact, a lot of them, I'd say more than half of them got the free coffee in the first attempt as well, which totally surprised me. I'm like, what? (laughs) You're supposed to get rejected. How come you get a free coffee? (laughs) Hey, this isn't about the coffee. Don't give them coffee. I think the interesting thing is, though, lots of people don't ask and so they don't get. So if I'm talking to clients and they're they're saying, oh, you know, sales are slow or whatever, I'm like, are you actually picking up the phone and asking for the sale? Are you actually meeting enough people? You know, like there's a process, you have to trust the process and it sounds like you've trusted the process to get your kind of 100 lunches. Is there one person that stood out for you in all of those lunches? There are so many of them that's changed my life on so many levels. I've got my best friend from lunch. I've got my business partner from lunch. I've got a couple of mentors from lunch. My mentor introduced me to another mentor. And then those really changed my business, changed my mindset, et cetera, et cetera. But usually when people ask me this question, my answer is Shane Jacobson because people know him and they just yeah, love. Yeah, Shane. Toilet guy, right? Toilet yeah, guy? toilet Kenny, yes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh, I think you prefer people to recognize him from the Australia's Got Talent, but yeah, the toilet oh, yeah, guy will point. do. <laughs> Australia's Got Talent. <laughs> Sorry, Shane. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, and he changed my life in a different way. Um, he helped me to bring my me and my mum closer together because I told him about my family story. I never said I love you to my mum because it's a cultural thing. And then he gave me a challenge, and that really like beautifully, you know, helped my family. But that's another story. I want to go back to what you said earlier about rejections. When I asked Shane for lunch, I got rejected probably seven times in a row before I we actually got a confirmed place and location and time and have lunch and have that life-changing lunch and even you know rejection you can have like you know get 100 rejections from 100 people but even for the same person you I got rejected seven times before I got a yes <laughs> did you get rejected seven times or was it just a diary thing um he's nice he's not gonna say no but he's like I'm really busy now because I'm doing blah following me up in two months okay another month I'm sorry I want to do this but you know another month another month another month or two eventually we got there. <laughs> oh, I love that. So persistence is the key, right? And the follow-up, the magic's in the follow-up, isn't it? In that instance. Absolutely. Like if there's someone that's worth chasing for, worth, you really want to do something, um, follow up. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally. What, what did you learn from the experience? So that's my first question. But my second question is, did you have the book in mind when you did this or did the book fall out of this? Okay. First question the biggest lesson is as an immigrant, I try to fit in. That was my biggest purpose is I just want to act like an Australian so that I can have non-Asian friends finally. But then I realized, hey, everyone's different. Even if I want to fit in, I couldn't because everyone's just unique. So from there, I learned to embrace myself and just be confident within myself and just be happy for who I am. And now, as you can see, I'm still making plenty of mistakes talking, but that doesn't stop me from talking anymore. I'm just happy for who I am. And did I have the book idea when I first started? Absolutely not. It was just a personal challenge. In fact, I had no idea I'm going to write a book. It's just because like I mentioned, I found most of my lunch guests through LinkedIn and I thought it's only nice thing to do to say, hey, thank you so much for being part of my journey. And these are a few lessons that I've learned and share an article on LinkedIn. But the first draft for that article was like three and a half thousand words because I learned <laughs> so much from the journey. And that's too long for a LinkedIn post. I thought, okay, I'll turn that into an ebook because I still have so much that I want to share with people. And then from there, I started to invite my lunch guests and go, why don't you contribute a chapter? Tell people from, you know, how you see from your perspective. And then I started to put in more and more content in the book and then without I know it um, because I said I finished the lunch in December and I had a Christmas period and in January like two months the book was born basically <laughs> wow that's amazing okay that's awesome so you we went in that legitimately this is just a challenge and then the book came out of it which is amazing and have people that you had lunch with responded well to the book Absolutely. They were super supportive and I was so, so, so grateful. And then after that, so the book was officially in Amazon in April and then June was my book launch party. I had 200 people in the room. Most of them had lunch with me or their partner, their family, and they, everyone came and support me. And from there, they go, I really like your story now because we did not expect where this was going. And they invite me to share my story in their companies. And, you know, I start to become a keynote speaker without even trying. And then from then on, you know, one connection lead to another and that became my full-time job now that I didn't expect I literally quit my job and became a full-time speaker and a coach from 
there. And that was totally unexpected. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, you know what? You put yourself out there and that's what happens. I noticed with confidence that when you do something and you create a bit of a habit, it also means that your confidence builds. It's like building a muscle, right? So you just keep like pumping the muscle and the confidence grows. By the time you kind of hit 20, 30 lunches, you had this down pat. Was your confidence just like there or did you still have days and moments when you're like, mm, I don't know if I could do this? Oh, even now that I'm a confidence coach, there are still days that I'm like, what am I doing? It's <laughs> <laughs> good to know. Yes. <laughs> like, not, not like that, but now I've got more strategies to cope and how I put back myself back to a good state so that I have a, you know, a productive day instead of you know laying in bed and doing nothing. So I've got more strategies and I know how to put myself back into state. I feel like when I say I'm a lot more confident now, like I used to have maybe 20% of the time that I'm confident, 80% of the time that I'm not, but now it's like the other way around, like 90 something percent of the time I am happy and confident. And there are still moments in life that I feel intimidated. I go, what is happening? There are just so many successful people in the room and I feel like, oh, I'm like, am I an imposter and things like that. So yeah, but it's like a journey. It's like going ups and down and ups and down and ups and downs. But overall, it's definitely getting more and more confident doing lunches, speaking, business, everything. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you touched on you've now got a business. What do you do with yourself? Tell us about your business. I love what I'm doing now. I'm so happy. <laughs> Life is so good. I'm just so, so happy now. Now the world's opening up. There's so much more keynote speaking. So um, that's one of the main things that I love to do is speaking and then coaching, helping women immigrants to build their confidence and build their personal brand as well because I want to amplify their influence. A lot of people have a good message, a unique talents that they want to share to the world and I can help them to get the message out there to the world. And I am also hosting a lot of events. I actually hosted I don't know, two, three hundred events over the last three years. Um, oh my goodness. <laughs> virtual events, Zoom events on a variety of different topics, weekly catch ups just to build a community for free. And also, I host events that I bring a hundred people in the restaurant. They have one on one lunch with each other. So that is a networking event with a twist so that they can have quality and quantity as well from those events and in the medium to long-term goal I want to launch an app which I'm still working on to connect people together through lunch because I can see how lunch can really change lives yeah was lunch was it important that it was lunch and not just a coffee like what was your thought process around that I love lunch for so many reasons. For example, <laughs> like why not breakfast? I don't know. Breakfast is just harder to organize. Dinner, I feel like it's more like a date, especially if we're meeting a guy. I don't, I kind of prefer lunch over dinner. Coffee usually is just too short to build a meaningful connection because I don't want to just go there and swap business card and tell you what I do for business. I really want to get to know you as a person. Do I really like you? Do I connect with you on a personal level? And lunch, breaking bread with food is just a much better way to have an easy, relaxing conversation to get to know that person. Because if I don't like you, it doesn't matter how good you are in business, I'm just not going to do business with you. That's the fact. And that's the same <laughs> with a lot of people as well. And the beautiful lunch is that lunch on average would be about 45 minutes to an hour long which is a perfect timing but if you really dislike that person for whatever, whatever reason half an hour I'm out that's fine but if you like that person you can have coffee you can have dessert you can have another glass of wine after so my longest lunch to date on the record was four and a half hours whoa <laughs> 
Like, you must um, have really loved that lunch. I bet that was Shane Jacobs. <laughs> I wish I had that much time with him. It was a, a lady that I had no idea we we're going to connect so well with because on the superficial level, we are very different. But then as we talk, hey, there's a lot in common in values and ideas. And it's just a fun conversation. When I say four and a half hours was my record, that's actually not true. That was the lunch record. But I did have one time that I connect with that person so well. He became my mentor now that he loves my idea business. And we had a long lunch, I think maybe two, three hours lunch. And he said, I'd love to continue to talk to you. But I thought in the meeting and then I went to his house and talked to his wife for another two, three, four hours. And then the three of us went to have dinner together after. So we had like a 10 hours meeting in Whoa. one day. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. From lunch. Supposed to be an hour lunch turned into a 10 hours meeting. <laughs> Wow, it's worked out, right? It was really good. He, Like I said, he became my mentor and, you know, we still connect and talk, I don't know, every other month or something. I learned so much from him and he helped me with, again, with my business and life in general. So really, really grateful for that connection. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. I remember when I, again, marriage strategy, when I was finding my husband, I challenged myself to do as many dates as I could in six weeks. And I ended up doing 31 first dates in six weeks. So you wow. did I know, but the <laughs> rules, there were rules, right? So it was never a meal. It always just had to be a drink because when you meet someone on the first date, this is a long time ago now, but when you meet someone on their first date, I mean, you run out of things to say, right? And if it's bad, you don't want to have dinner with them because like you say, that's a full hour. And I think my shortest date was 22 minutes. <laughs> Couldn't get out of there quick enough. And uh, my longest date was maybe an hour and a half, but never did I break my rule and have more than a drink. I was like, it's a drink, first date, and then you go. There was a whole strategy behind it. But anyway, so yeah, I totally get you got to, what have you got? <laughs> Can I share something with you? This is something that I'm so proud of that we made. It's called Deep Connection Cards. This is just a, like a playing cards, like a poker deck with, you know, 52 cards. And on each card, there are three questions, two deep questions and one would you rather question. So I love these cards so much because you mentioned earlier, that's why I show you this, you mentioned that we run off of things to talk about. And these are just great questions to get to know each other better. Not just strangers, I realize, you know, even with friends and even your partner, you know, we don't usually have go through these deep questions. It's true. It's so true, isn't it? We do run out of questions. I mean, I got very good at asking questions, mind you. And what I also found is that men in particular don't ask that many questions. So it's like you always holding the conversation. I don't know if you felt that way as well. Potentially it was the pool of people I was dating. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I agree. That's why I think these cards are great. So I, I don't know, just randomly say, can you They're see awesome. the question? I'm going to order some of those. I, I will love, give you amazing. one. You don't need to order. I'll, I'll just send you one. Like the question, like if you could have three wishes, what would they be? Like, you know, the questions like that. It's not, also, it's not awkward to ask weird yes. questions. Like what yes. rules have you broken in the past? Or what is that one thing people always misunderstand about you? Like questions like this, just really good to have a deep conversation, share something that you don't usually share with people. And that just, I just love using these cards. Oh, it's such a good tool. I mean, it sounds like you've created this amazing business with your book and your cards and all of that kind of stuff. I feel like you also then help people with their personal branding, right? Any, any tips for our listeners on how to boost their personal profile or confidence? The number one tip that I can give to people, I know it's easier to say than done though, is just be yourself. Because 
Yes. I don't know if you know, literally two weeks ago, we reached 8 billion people in the world. That's a massive achievement. It's in the world. I don't know. I don't know why I take credit of it. I only produce two. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) um, there are so many people in the world that doesn't matter how awkward you are. We all have our awkwardness and we all weird in some way. And if you can just be yourself, some people in the world will love you for who you are. So I used to pretend, not pretend, but more like wearing a mask and tone it down. Then I realized we don't need to, you know, if they don't like me, that's fine. Next, because I used to have three friends. So I worry that if I lose one, I'm going to lose 33% of my friendship. Like that's not great. But now because I'm constantly meeting people every day, if they love me, great. They love who I am because this is who I am. And if they don't like me, that's fine. I'm not even be offended. I'll just move to the next one and not waste time on them. See, because you've got numbers games going yeah, on, right? That's right? So you're not offended because you've got numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just be who you are and keep meeting people. The right people will stay and they will love you for who you are. You love them for who they are. Then that's when the magic and the meaningful connections will happen. And that's that's what we're looking for, really. Yeah. I saw on Instagram a meme about what happiness is. And it's not wealth and it's not, you know, business success necessarily. I mean, those things are great. But the number one factor to happiness is connection. Absolutely. And so if there's a way that we can connect that works for us and works for them and they kind of hang around. I mean, one of my strengths as a relator, I like deep relationships. So you can't have deep relationships with a lot of people. You've got to have, for me, I'm an introvert as well, so I need to conserve my energy also, but I like to have a close group of people that I have depth with that works for me but I think if you can work out what it is for each person and what will help you connect with others then I think you're halfway there really then you just got to go find those people right Love it. I actually completely agree with you. The goal for having lunch with a hundred strangers is not having a hundred acquaintance, but having a hundred lunches with a hundred strangers so that you can have 50 people that you stay in touch with because you like them and they like you. 20% of them, you do something together. And then maybe the 10 people that you, you know, become close. And those five people who change your life are the ones that would, the main reason why we do the hundred lunches is the five people that really you love them. They love you. We do something meaningful together. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on. I am sure that our listeners have got lots of little snippets of gold. Is there anything that you would like to add that you haven't said already that you think our listeners would, it would be helpful for our listeners to hear? One connection can change your life and never let your comfort zone limit your potential because we can change our destiny. Oh, (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much, Kaylee. It was a pleasure talking to you and I'm going to jump on board. I'm going to do my own challenge and I'll let you know how that goes. Thank you for having me today. And that ends Tea with the Queen for 2022. I do hope you have a very Merry Christmas and enjoy a relaxing, well-earned break. You deserve it. I look forward to speaking with you again in the new year. Bye for now. Goodbye. Thank you for coming.